Welcome back to another episode of Too Much Podtar. As we got another episode today, I'm back with Jamie Gatlin to break down for this one some, you know, one of some of the most lopsided trades in baseball history. A lot of these are, you know, recent history, but you know, he's got too much pine tar. Sloppy jalopy. They were doing the uh, the Chris Davis fishing for it. Might be going to call George Brett out. Well, he is. He's out. Yes, Brett is out. Look at look at this. Brett is out. Steaming mad. He is out and having to be forcibly restrained from hitting plate umpire Tim McClellan. Too much potter. <laughs> way, way too much potter. didn't give up much um, and they also the uh, Rockies also paid 50 million dollars to the Cardinals to take Arenado their best player uh, and their return was like really well it was none of the top prospects in the Cardinals system so it was Austin Gomer El Elhuris Montero Mateo Gill Tony Lossi and Jake Stommers um and Austin Gomer's the only guy I've really heard of on that list. And so that's just a fleece on the Cardinals' part. Um, but, yeah, welcome to the show, Jamie. Yeah, I mean, that's a good one to start it, start off with. But I mean, that, even when I saw that deal, the fact that, you know, the Rockies traded their franchise, already the face of their franchise for the past couple of years, and they didn't get back. Um, a top prospect, and they also are still eating fifty million of Arnold's con- Arnold's contract. Still, just amazes amazes me that that you know that's what they accepted. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like in that deal, you have to at least get it's your franchise player, probably top top five third baseman in baseball. You can't get at least a top five prospect back. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, let's guess going starting off here now. Um, looking at some of the trades, you know, the one one of the most lopsided ever was the Chris Archer trade. You know, the Rays traded him to the Pirates, and uh, they got back. Um, I just forgot the names now. It was so it was Meadows, yeah, Glass now, and Shane Baez, who is one of the best pitchers. The minors, just to add, add more insult to injury for the Pirates. Yeah, and now, um, now Archer's a free agent, so you never know what can happen there if they if the Rays end up wanting to re-sign him to just a minor league deal or something. 
He goes out and proves it and does you know does good again and it'll just throw it in more into the face of the Pirates. Of course, the Rays ended up actually signing Archer. And it was later that day after recording this, just a couple hours after we recorded this pod. So we kind of, we pretty much called it, um, you know. We said that on the pod when we recorded it, and you know, I I was saying that it would be funny if they signed him back after the making after they made the trade, and after they pretty much fleeced the Pirates, and now they get him back. That's just crazy. Um, but you know, if you don't believe me that we recorded this before the trade, um, just set, just hit me up and ask me for the timestamp. I will happily send you a screenshot of the timestamp if you don't believe me. Or just take my word for work. But yeah, that we pretty much called it. We said it just hours before the trade. or I mean, before the signing. Or I don't even remember if it was... It might have been even just an hour. It was an hour or two at the most. So, yeah. That was... It's just insane. That deal... When that deal was made, I, like, I always question that deal. Because, you know, I get that year the Pirates are going for it. You know, trying to get into the playoffs... But Archer was still on, you know, downward trajectory. Yeah. And Meadows is an all-star. Glass now, he struggled in Pittsburgh, but he showed in Tampa that he could be, you know, top of rotation starter. Um, and they got, you know, Archer was hurt or ineffective. That just, you know, that you look at the Pirates now, if they rebuild, you know, that trade kind of defi- had defined what's been going on in Pittsburgh the last four or five years yeah and it's like that at the time the trade just didn't make sense and well it still doesn't make sense that why would they like they were pretty much in the middle of a rebuild and they go and like they were kind of semi they were like half-assing the rebuild like they in the middle of either rebuilding or pushing for the playoffs like they traded for archer but then they also traded guys away to get prospects so the whole thing just didn't make sense at all. It still doesn't. I still can't wrap my mind around why why they did that. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's a deal that people are always going to scratch their heads at. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, yeah, we're always going to look at that as an example of what not to do. Exactly. That's why Huntington lost, lost his job there in Pittsburgh. Yeah. But looking at another re- pretty recent trade, um, it was the Mets getting Noah Syndergaard, who is now, you know, another top top of the rotation arms. Uh, they traded him. I mean, they got him in the R.A. Dickey trade from the Blue Jays, and it was actually Syndergaard. Really, he wasn't actually the he wasn't even the number one prospect in the deal. It was it was actually Travis Darno, who was the top pr- catching prospect of the Blue Jays at that time. And Syndergaard was like a pretty much a second tier guy. And now, as we know, he's turned out to be the better piece of that trade. Now, Cy Young and, or not Cy Young, but he was uh, one of their best pitchers. And, you know, now obviously with the nickname Thor and helping them to the 2015 World Series, which obviously they didn't win, but they got there and, uh, he'll be back, you know, the middle of the season this year after coming back from injury. But yeah, yeah, so that was definitely a good trade for the Mets. 
Yeah. I mean, New York kind of, you know, they sold high on Dickey's, you know, value because he was 37 at the time of the deal, I think. Um, so, you know, he probably wasn't going to be part of their next winning team. And, you know, they got back Snergard, who, when he's healthy, is one of the best pitchers. And, you know, Darno struggled in New York, but, you know, he had some offense in the years he was healthy there. So the Mets, Mets capitalized pretty well on that one. Yeah, they definitely did. Yeah, because now, of course, Dickey's not in the league anymore, and Syndergaard's still doing great things. So, yeah, that's. I mean, when you have the nickname Thor, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't trade a guy like that. No. Yeah, and then going back farther now uh, to the John Smoltz trade. Uh, uh, um, he he was traded to the Braves for from the Tigers for Doriel Alexander. Um, you know, Alexander was actually he was solid for the Tigers the rest of that season, but then faded out, and that was in 1987, and he was out of the league by 1990. And then, you know, as we know, Smoltz became uh, an ace for the Braves. He won the Cy Young, won the World Series, and then of course won that up. Ended up being voted into the Hall of Fame in 2015. So, yeah, that was a huge trade on the Braves' part. Yeah, he became, you know, the face of the that franchise for a while. Yeah, so, I mean, it's you know, it's always it's always weird looking back on those deals, thinking how you could give up a player like that, but that worked out. That worked out really well for Atlanta. Yeah, you just you just really never know like how someone's gonna turn out. It's like it's so it's another sports. It's tough, but it's it's the most tough in in baseball because when you trade away a prospect, you don't you don't know what he's gonna turn out to be. You just don't. You never know. You're never gonna know until you see it. Like so, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So yeah, that's true. Uh, and then another one was Max Serzer, who was, you know, it was it was actually yeah, it was traded from the Diamondbacks to the the Tigers. Uh, it was a three-way trade between the Yankees and Tigers and the D-backs, uh, and the Diamondbacks got in return. It was uh, it was uh, what the hell was his name? Um, was. Um, I know it was. Thank you. Oh my god. Hold up. Oh, it was Jack Edwin Jackson and um. It was Ian Kenny and Edwin Jackson went to Arizona. Uh, yeah. That's right. And then the Yankees got Curtis Granderson. Oh yeah, so yeah, that was not too great of a trade for the Diamondbacks. Um, you know, Kennedy, I don't think lasted too long there, and then Jackson was solid for a little bit, I believe, and then fell off. So, 
And then, of course, he's like one of the journeyman guys. I think he's played for almost every major league team. So, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of another one too, kind of like Smoltz. Um, you know, Arizona's probably kicking themselves because Scherzer's became, you know, one of the best pitchers in baseball. And, you know, the pieces they get back didn't really do enough. Like, I mean, you said, you know, Jackson's had his times when he's been good, but he can also sometimes be the most inconsistent pitcher to, you know, his pitcher basically half the league at this point. Yeah. Um. Granderson went. I forgot that Granderson went to the Yankees in that deal. Yeah, I forgot that. I, I forgot it was that that trade that it happened. He ended up. Yeah, he was. He was actually pretty decent for them. That after that. So yeah, a little little career revival there for a year or two. Yeah. And, Yeah, so Jackson, he, yeah, he pitched for 14 teams. So not quite half the league, but almost. At least Seven. he can give you two good good advice if we're visiting anywhere, anywhere in the country. Yeah. Oh, it, in 2013 with the Cubs, he had 18 losses. Yeah, that one. Oh. That one will hurt. Yeah. Um, let's see. Another trade was Kyle Hendricks uh, going to the Cubs. Um, it was in the it was the Ryan Dempster trade. The Cubs trading Kyle Dempster, um, and then once he once that was the trade was in 2012, and then Hendricks came up to the Cubs in 2014. In his rookie year, he was very really good. Um, and he was one of the main guys there to help them win their first World Series in 108 years. So, uh, you know, his rookie year was two. He had a two four six ERA, and then after, and then in 2019, three years later, he had a, agreed to a four year extension. Um, so yeah, the that was the Rangers that made the trade. Yeah, had him originally, and. Now we'll see what happens with it. Uh, you know, with the Cubs kind of in a rebuild, they he's been mentioned in trade talks, so he might end up being moved at some point. So we'll yeah, it would be. I'd be interested to see if he gets, you know, if he gets dealt. But yeah, I mean that trade, you know, I bet the Rangers kind of wish they had. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially somebody like having somebody like Ryan Dempster in a turn. That's I don't. Uh, he he was never any that good, any good really. Yeah, I mean, he was a he was in. I remember when he was in Boston for a year. He's, I feel like you know he was always a four or five starter. You know, a guy for the back end. But other than that, yeah. Uh, I'm always gonna remember for for that moment when he hit when he hit A Rod when A Rod came back from suspension. Yeah, that was. I think any any Boston fan like that that moment will will. That's why Dempster has a special place in some people's hearts in Boston. Hmm. 
Yeah, I, I'm not even gonna comment. <laughs> As a Yankees fan, it was a. I was like getting fired up over that. Like, Boys, what do you think? That was interesting. Yeah, that was. Uh, be more interesting to see where this one is. Yeah, that, I think I'm pretty sure that was on purpose. I'm guessing he probably had expected something like that at some point. This is the first time we've seen something like this since Alex Rodriguez returned, and I think we can say with some certainty what the intent was after Dempster hit him on the 3-0 pitch. Joe Girardi livid. Ryan Dempster did not get tossed out of the game. Warnings were issued to both sides by Brian Onora. So Girardi's gone. A-Rod down at first base. Dempster stays. What'd you think, guys? As intentional as it gets. Yeah. First pitch is behind him. Okay, I'm sending a message. I don't like what you stand for. And then he throws two more inside, and in the 3-0 pitch, he throws one, yeah. you know, not not up at his head. Hit him in the elbow guard and then in the ribs. But, you know, to me, it's ridiculous. You had your chance the first pitch to send a message. Don't send it on the fourth one. You know, and, and look, I know they warned both teams. But if I'm CC Sabathia, I'm sending a message back because I, I, I'm not a fan of what just happened right there even by though, Ryan Dempster. Even though he'll get tossed. I remember watching that in like real time. I was like, "Wow, this really just happened." Yeah, I was pretty pissed when I saw it. Like, I was like, "This guy is really just gonna go out there and do that." Like, he's not even—he's like a nobody too. Like at that point, like he wasn't even—I don't know if he had any—he didn't really have any right to do it. Like, it's not like—I don't know. I, don't know. I kind of was like, "That—that that wasn't your best move." No. But that's that's what I'm gonna remember. Ken, I mean, uh, not Hendricks. I'm gonna remember Dempster for is that moment really? That's 
that's what like I don't remember for what he did pitching, but that's what I remember him hitting a rod. Yeah. That's that. That's only that's the only reason Boston fans remember. Yeah. Um, let's see. Donaldson trade was another one. Josh Donaldson going to going to the blue. Uh, yeah, going to the Blue Jays. Um, and it was for Kendall Kendall Gra- uh, Graveman, Frank Bur- Frank Barreto, and Sean Nolan. And in twenty or not, yeah, three seasons, he was he got a twenty point nine WAR with the Blue Jays, and and then Graveman was the only one to stay with the uh, with the A's, and uh, he had a four to eleven ERA in three seasons, so. That's that was definitely a good move for the Blue Jays. Um, you know, it was a big part of the them making the postseason in 2012. Uh, even from the, I remember when that trade happened. Everyone was like, "Why would you trade? You know, why would you trade Donaldson?" But I mean, the you know the A's really got basically no production yeah. from any of those guys. Which I mean, when you trade a guy like Donaldson, especially. You know, he was probably one of the, you know, he was up and coming at that time. And to get basically no vo- no vo- value back, I mean, you know, they got Brett Lord in that, t- in that deal too. He was, you know, he was a good everyday player. But, I mean, you know, that was when Donaldson was like an MVP year in, year out. And yeah. to get no return, that, that was a big swing and miss by the A's on that one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I never understood it. Like, wasn't he? Did he come off of an MVP when they traded him too, or something, or something like that? Or I think, I think he was. Yeah, because well, up to that point, so it was his second full year in the majors. Um, but. In those first two years, he had fifteen point two WAR combined. Wow! And the A's were like, "Yeah, we're good." Wow! <laughs> you know, and like the Blue Jays at that time, they had Daniel Norris, Dalton Pompey, and Aaron Sanchez in their minor league system, and the A's didn't get any of those three guys. Like, you know, if you swap out one of those guys for Aaron Sanchez, you know, it looks like a slightly better deal for, for Oakland. But also the fact they didn't get any of those guys is kind of kind of amazing. Yeah. And then keeping the theme with the, with the A's, um, kind of, well, seemingly making, always making stupid trades. Uh, they traded... Mark McGuire to the the Cardinals in 1997 for Eric Ludwig, TJ Matthews, and Blake Stein. Um, so he and then you know, of course the uh, 
when he was with the Cardinals, it was when he had it when he had the home run home run battle with with Sosa. So, and of course, you know, and of course, steroids are a big part of it. But either way, they put he put a big production for them. Yeah. I mean, you look at he put up, yeah, even with the steroids, he put up huge, you know, like historical numbers. And the A's again literally got basically nothing. I mean, even with that one too, that you know, like I feel like if you're an A's fan to see that trade go down and then to watch him, you know, battle out with Sosa and do everything he did in St. Louis, that you know that I mean, it's him and Koseko, you know, they're the Bash brothers. Oakland kind, of, you know, they had something special there. Yeah. That's what happens with the A's. They'll just, they always, well, the whole money ball thing, like they always just want to save money wherever they can. So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping maybe they don't deal with Chapman or, yeah. Uh, so I think Chapman and Olsen will be free agents over the next, next two years. So there could be, could be some more block, block blockbusters on the horizon for, for Oakland. Yeah. That was upset they didn't. I don't think they even offered anything to Simeon. No, I so saw, yeah, I saw, I forget what outlet I saw it on, but even that $18 million, um was reportedly, you know, higher than the A's wanted to want to go. I mean, if you can't, I mean, one year, if you can't do one year $18 million, then the way the market's going, you're not going to be able to keep a lot of your, a lot of your guys. No. Um, let's see. What was the Cliff Lee trade? That was another one. Yep. So that one, the Expos gave up Cliff Lee, Grady Sizemore, and Brandon Phillips. Um, and I mean, for that's just an incredible incredible haul i mean basically you know montreal gave up one of the best you know left-handers and then you add phillips and size more to that you know that's just an unbelievable haul i'm trying to look up what they got in return but i mean that's three all-star level players for yeah Yeah, it was uh, Bartolo Colon. So it was Bartolo Colon and um, Tim Drew mm-hmm. for Lee Phillips and Grady Sizemore. That's insane. Well, what you, well, I mean, I, at least they had the goat Bartolo, though. That is true. So, and whatever Tim Drew did, uh, I don't know. I I don't think I remember hearing that name. Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland's fans were warned or warned of riots. Oh my god. So yeah. Definitely would did they not get much production, but Cleveland was on the brink of destruction. Yeah. <laughs> and another one was Jeff Badwell. Um 
Red Sox making a blunder with it, trading him to Houston for Larry Anderson. Um, um, yeah, he well, he was destroying in the minor leagues, and then but the Red Sox thought they were set at third base, and then so they traded him. And uh, Anderson was with them with the Red Sox for just that rest of that year, um, and then went to the Padres in free agency. Uh, but Bagwell was a consistent threat, and the Astros lineup was huge. And then elected to the Hall of Fame in 2017. So that's that's a surprising one. That's I mean it's like what he the what the production the Sox got compared to. That one still hurts. Yeah, because he went on to he won the Rookie of the Year and then also MVP in nineteen ninety four. He was in the he was in the top ten of MVP voting in the one two three four seven of his fifteen years. So I think Anderson was only with the Sox like a year after that. I think he only played in like ten postseason games for yeah. for Boston. Yeah. What was that? Was that ten or? Um. I think yeah, we had the Keith Hernandez one. Hernandez one. Oh, that's that's a good one. Um, who was it for? I forget now. Um, let's see. The second worst trade. That's the Keith Hernandez for Mets for pitchers Neil Allen and Rick Onby. Yeah, and Nick Onby didn't even. He had one good year. He was out of baseball within three years of the trade. Oh my, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, Neil Allen was. He was also gone. So, um,. Yeah, I guess the main reason was that the Cardinals traded him was because of a drug scan. The drug scandal he got caught up in. Um, so, but still, they you know after that he he cleaned himself up and then was a huge piece to the Mets winning the World Series in '86. And you know, one of their best gold lover. Yeah. Those are trades, too, though, with those. I don't get... I mean, granted, with that one, that might be a little unique situation, but... Yeah. You know, dealing with kind of guys that turn in a face of your franchise like that. Yeah. But, I mean, at least he still won... He was able to win a MVP in World Series with the Cardinals as well. So, I mean, it's not like they didn't get anything from him. Before he was treated. So. 
It's good. It's good to be a Cardinals fan right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're definitely the favorites of that division. Yeah, I think everyone else in that division was kind of haven't really done much, unless well, than the Pirates for training everyone, but yeah. But yeah, the Cubs have traded guys away, or they traded uh, Darvish away, and they might even trade more guys away. So San Diego's San Diego's going for anyone that has a pulse. Yeah, they're gonna be good this year. Yeah, they're gonna be. I'm excited to see that team battle it out. Yeah, that's our lopsided trades. Uh, some of the most lopsided ones in history. And uh, you know, we'll look back at these again when we see another trade like the Arenado trade happen. And I feel like I don't know. It feels like that's the way it's going right now. Like there's the, like I just said, mentioned the Darvish trade was kind of lopsided too. It, the Cubs didn't get much in return for the. You know, runner-up for the Cy Young last year. So I, it's just it's just a weird market right now. I, it's just weird to see, but it's just how it is um, with COVID and everything. Uh, it just seems teams want to save as much money as they can. But well, even with but then with the R and R trade, you know, it wasn't even a money dump since they're spe- they're paying all of his salary for this year, so it doesn't make sense still. And no matter what the prospects end up doing, it's still going to be lopsided, because Arenado is going to be a stud there, so I don't, it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters what they... What it, We can't even look back at the trade and be like, oh, we ended up... These prospects end up doing something, blah, blah, blah. It, even if that happens, it's still going to be like... I could admit, maybe it'll be even, maybe more even, but maybe not. I don't know. But you can't really look forward with that kind of thing because Arenado's here now and a gold glover, a all-star and everything. So, yeah. You know, right, it's, you know, oops, sorry. I was just going to, I was just saying, like, you know, you, you know what you get from him, so. Yeah, I mean, if he puts up, you know, any type, even in that lineup too, he'll probably get, you know, more opportunities. He's probably gonna put up monster, monster numbers in St. Louis. Yeah, I saw, um, I saw someone on Twitter say like, I don't know if it was sarcasm or whatever, or trying to bait people, but he he was like, you just mortgage your future for a guy that's that can't even hit. And I'm like, what? Like, first of all, they didn't even mortgage the future, and second of all, he's not a bad. He's actually a pretty good hitter, and I don't know if they're trying to use the whole cores effect thing because that's, but that's whole arguments dead in the water now at this point because yeah. you already saw DJ LeMahieu go from there to the Yankees and put up monster numbers for the Yankees. Uh, so it, it's, I mean. 
then there's people that still have used the short porch argument there too, though. But that's still that's another argument. I mean, that's a, that's also kind of a stupid argument too. What? Yeah, I feel like he's you know Arnado, like you said, Lemayhu. He's one of those guys where the whole course split. You know, I don't think you're gonna see it as dramatically as other players. And he's still gonna be, you know, the Arnado we know probably hit at least thirty homers, driving eighty runs. You know, he's gonna maybe the average drops a little bit, but you know, I don't see a drop in production like a lot of people have. You know, like you said, I've been pointing out. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think that's gonna do it for us here for this for this episode at least. Um, as we continue going over some of the things, you know, baseball history, and I always love looking back and looking at numbers and stats, whatever. Um, looking at some of the things that have happened and whatever, anything. Um, so, yeah, this will be fun to keep going on about whatever that's happened over when there's nothing going on with the free agency, when we don't get any signings, any um, we can talk about history. So it's always fun. Um, but, yeah, we're getting close to the season, though. Uh, spring training is just a couple of weeks away now, and we'll have more of that stuff to talk about And as we see what happens with Bauer and some of the other free agents that haven't signed yet. So, yeah, we'll excite, we're excited. Um, and you could follow... Jamie on Twitter at Jamie Gatlin. Uh, what is it now? I think you ch- you you're at Jamie. Uh, to Jamie Gatlin seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Just seventeen now. Yeah. Yeah. So. And we'll be back with more episodes soon. Uh, you know, every day I'm gonna be trying to get something out. So keep an eye out. Uh, follow us at Potter underscore Tar on Twitter and subscribe to the pod on your platform that you use for listening uh, give us a review all that kind of good stuff so yeah and just a reminder you can never have too much pod tar don't trade away your star player yes, we, don't, we don't ask for a lot no I got nothing in my pockets tell me baby don't you judge me Deuces. Whether you're starting from the bottom or you're coming from the top of the chain. You're either looking for a way to get it or a way to cover your safe. But don't sweat it when they take that percentage. Cause what goes, baby, comes around. Yeah. No sterling silver, no greenback fountains glittering down. I'm waiting on my day to come. No champagne dinners, cause I can pay the bill.
Why don't you judge me?